0: Good morning, my name is Taina Evans, and I'm here with... May Pearson. And we're at Quincy Street uh, Residence Center on June 13th, 2016, and we're going to talk a little bit about Bed-Stuy and Brooklyn in general. So, right, Ms. May, what's right. your story? Well, I was raised in Bed-Stuy. I went to PS70, which is now excellent, School of Excellence. I went to 35, which is junior, Decatur, junior high. I went to Franklin K. Lane, and then I went to Brooklyn College. I always attended Bridge Street, AWME Church. Once I moved and married, I uh, was out in Long Island, Flatbush. Then I came back to Jefferson Avenue, and between Reed and Patchen, which is now Malcolm X and Patch to find a lot of things had changed, but I just, I became... Um, Busy with community board three and my block association, I was well. I couldn't say president, but I was one of the executives. And I gave we had block parties. I made sure the streets were closed for uh, Halloween, right after school, from three to nine, from three to six. I would close the streets and uh, to tr- give the children something to do because I find out found out that they didn't have anything. You know, So I tried to give back what I got from bed Stop because it was a wonderful education. And uh, the community really raised us. You know, but as we grew up, we left. And then when we come back, we found out that things were so, so different. You know. But it's coming back little by little by little. I was, I was very upset because I was wondering what happened to the trees on my block. They were gone, but I went to Community Board Three and I got signatures, and they planted seventeen new trees while I was here. What block? Jefferson between Reed and Patchin, where um, one of your associates she lives there. She was a little girl. She was a little girl all the time. I almost remember when she was born, and because uh, I knew her parents, her grandparents, and whatnot. But Bed is a wonderful place. And there's no place that you would want to go through MTA that you can't get to. It's perfect for uh, transportation. But it just needs, I think it needs nurturing. It needs, you know, love. Just don't come in there for the dollar because the brownstones are so much, you know, and it needs to be built up. And I find out that the churches are lacking because the children have nothing to do. And when you lose the children out of the church, I think you lose the church Asbury Street is one of the largest We just recently had Brooklyn Day And I'm asking about the parades I mm-hmm. they needs to be up and down uh, um, All up and down Stuyvesant Avenue We marched from Fulton To Gates Avenue uh, We had competition at PAL And I know you don't know But the, we had a paper called The Amsterdam News It was out there And they were snapping pictures And it was a big thing you know, and everything that was done in Brooklyn was big, but what happened to it? So I love Brooklyn. I now reside in Queens because I sit, sold my house on Jefferson Avenue, but I'm back and forth all the time. As you see, I'm in, <laughs> I'm here for yoga. When I get home, every bone in my body will be aching. <laughs> and I'll crawl up tomorrow and go swimming, and then I really will ache. And Thursday and Friday I'm in yeah. for the weekend, and then I start again. You're pretty active. You have to be, mm-hmm. you know, at this age, because trust me, if you don't use it, you will lose it. <laughs> yeah. But it's wonderful to see young people like you that are interested, that have gone out and, and said, listen, there's there's more, mm-hmm. and that you want to know more, and, and I compliment you on that. I applaud you all on that. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And if anything that I can do to help you. This is my story <laughs> at 77. <laughs> well, oh, why don't you um, maybe take me towards your schooling or what do you like best about your, the teachers? Or well, or what happened, our teachers were uh, in the extent of family. Like uh, when, I went to high, when I went to junior high school, which is uh, 35, Decatur Junior High, they call it, a lot of my teachers were on the choir. My grandmother's choir. Mm. So they taught us, but they cared about us. And they looked like teachers. There's no representation. Mm. How does a child know one from the other? You know, mm. it's, I, I think it's terrible. But there's, I'm, you know, I'm one. And I speak among many. You know, I go into different women's coalitions and whatnot, and we talk and we, and we try to bring these things together, but we need. We need help, and we need your generation, because you all can change it. You can make it, you know. They, I think that children are lost, and it's not their fault, and I am tired of people blaming the children. It's not the children. They come here innocent. They have to have things to look forward to, to look up to, you know, and make them want to do it. You can chastise and love at the same time. God knows they did it with us because if they think about child abuse. Abused. I didn't even know what the living room was. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we had no opinion. It was nothing. They called you. They spoke to you. You stood there. You listened. And then they said, well, go, you can go now. And that was it. You said nothing. Now everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> You said nothing, mm. but it, it's, it, it's come. I don't know, I know there's so much good, and we have so many good children, you know, and a lot of the, the ones that really want to do things, they're lost too, because there's nobody to handle, you know, adults were adults. Everybody had a place, and I think this is what's going on, kids don't even have a place. Like now with the schools, I understand that they're putting uh, different grades together in one building. I think that's terrible. You know, I went to school, you know, when we went to uh, first grade, and then we went to uh, middle school, then we went to junior high school, then we went to college. And all of these children were in my same peers. Why am I six years old, and, and I'm looking at somebody 13? Why are they in my school? But that's going on now. And 13, why am I looking at, at nine and 10? Why, why am I even with 15 year olds? It shouldn't be but they have schools that have three different terms in there. That's going on now. So with this, I wish I had, if I had known this, I would have brought with me. I'm getting ready to be what they call a foster grandparent. These are seniors that they're putting in the schools. It's at no cost to the school. These are ladies and gentlemen that will be eating with the students, doing just what grandparents do, you know. Why don't you sit up straight? You didn't use your napkin. Why are you running and wiping your nose on your shirt? Little things like that. And we go into the schools, and we there. We have to have lunch with them because we must eat with them. See, the, you know, the little things. We spend two, three hours. It's only 20 hours. We have 15 hours a week. We spend three hours with it. And uh, that's what I'll be doing. I'm waiting for the coordinator to... To, you know, get in touch with me. It's at the age in 2 La- Lafayette in Manhattan. I went through everything that we had to go through, fingerprints, TV tests. And that's where I'm going to be. And I'm going see what's going on with my little people. So they go into, and it's very good. Now, they're very known in the Bronx, and they have a lot in New York, and I understand that some of them are in Brooklyn also. But I have the flyers and whatnot. Then I have three schools right around my way. They don't even know nothing about it. And, I say, and, and it costs the school nothing. And believe me, the people are, they're certified. You know, but if, like, if I present it to one of the principals and they look and they want interested, then one of the coordinators will come over and they'll talk to them. And they're putting, it's called foster grandparent, and it's for the schools. And we go there, we spend like two hours, three hours a day. That's it. Were you, were you an educator at one time, or you just? No, I community? did computers all my life, fifty-five years. If I tell you about the first computer that I started with, you say you talk about those cards, those eighty-column cards. There was no delete button. There was a hole. We had to stick it and put and fill the hole. Mm. And sometimes they'd have so many stickers on the hole that they didn't go through. So we'd have to make a whole new card. This is Card Edison, downtown. Brooklyn. That's right. And from that, we went to the ninety six, ten, fifty six, fifty seven. That was a little smaller car, 96. And then finally we got to the little tape, the ninety six, ten, when you put the disc in. Oh my God. We had tab paper. You know, we call it the tab room. But you all have wheel to wheel. And it was, uh, you yeah, had like, you would call, um, when you, when you, we had like seven part paper, 10 part paper. That means what do you call it, when you, um, we would have to break it down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay, because you had, like, a tissue paper underneath it. You know, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. The copy paper. Pi- copy. copy paper. Yeah. So we had, like, ten rolls, ten, ten sheets, but ten sheets was 20 sheets. So we would have to, Would they print on 10 part, we call it 10 part paper, eight part paper, six part papers according to how many copies you needed. And then if it came off the big printer, then we'd have to break it down. And you got to the point that you just, <laughs> it was like a rhythm. <laughs> and then finally they got the wheel to wheel. So I retired uh, from staff builders 27 years as supervisor. And, I couldn't believe that they had gone. You know, my computer room, which we call the computer room because it had to be cold, had gone to wheel-to-wheel. To wheel. They were just getting ready to go to wheel-to-wheel. Wheel. Yeah. And then from then, I went to Mamadi's Hospital. I don't know how I got in from corporate to the hospital, but I stayed there 21 years. So I just retired four years ago, August, from it all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something, when I see where technology has gone now, it's, it's unbelievable but it loses conversation. The children don't talk. The parents are too busy. Everybody's doing this. And the most important thing, like I just told her, the table, you have to sit at the table when you eat dinner. You find out more at that kitchen table than you'll find anytime. time. You know, Saturday mornings is early, you get up, everybody have breakfast together. That's when the pancakes or the is making waffles or whatnot, but you eat together, you have to eat together. You never know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And siblings, you know, they're telling each other. They will. They will. And, they, and they're so separated. How come two daughters get, can't have a room? How come two sons can't have Two boys can't have their own room? Why? And then take the third room and make it like a playroom. Why does everybody have to have a room? You know, and I'm not trying to be facetious because I'm an only child. But <laughs> I know that these things, you know through life, you see what's going on. And, and it's all right, because you learn how to share. And It's not what's mine, it could be ours. Mm-hmm. It could be, yes, I have mine, but then I might wanna share. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, everybody's talking through the computer. Mm-hmm. And that's no good. We need conversation, communication, eyeball to eyeball. Don't send me a card through the my phone mm-hmm. Even call me, mm-hmm. but we're moving on, and I'm hoping this is. I wouldn't want to be any place else but America. But I'm saying we gotta, we have to look into our children. We have to stop saying they're rude or they're mad or they're just why they weren't born that way. They weren't born that way. So let's see what we can do so that's why I'm becoming a foster grandparent and it's so nice I'm I'm looking forward to it I haven't been I just left the meeting last Friday but I haven't been assigned yet but I'm looking forward to going into the school just listening to those little people and I I sometimes sit by my window and my new neighbors they have little kids and they have I mean their little conversations is so important you know they're just talking. No, don't do that. Why? Because mommy said no. And this I mean, and they just go on and on and on. And is and that's what we need to do. Everybody's working. What um, what was the extent of your community involvement with Community Board Three? And- well, Community Board Three. Mm-hmm. I worked with the Transit on Community Board Three when they got ready to put in the limited buses. Mm-hmm. They forty four and forty six or just. Utica Avenue. Okay, you the governor, okay, I mean, see. uh well, Malcolm X, hmm. they were getting ready to close the bridge because I mean, n- not close the bridge, they were doing something where they wanted to uh they, yeah they were they were bringing in the buses, but it's been so long i had, I had all those papers they were bringing in the buses, but where they were stopping, I wasn't happy with it because they had one of the buses, the limited, I mean, the bus stopped. Was right in front of a senior citizens home, mm-hmm. which is on Reed Avenue between Gates and Gates and Quincy, Gate Madison and Gates, or with one of them. Mm-hmm. It stopped right in front, of them. and I said, "You can't do that. They're elderly." Well, they got to hear a Bus going, Shh, so I fought hard, but I got it to just stop across the street. And and if I don't, I guess people don't realize it, but that limited goes all the way up to Utica to Fulton Street and that's it after that you don't catch another limited until St. John's because that community board didn't pick up on it and I understand that's community board eight. but anything I could do I did you know I was with the precent, the 81st precinct, and we had the meetings then I would report back that the ministers have a meeting I found out uh, once a month I never knew that they don't go they want you to go and come back and report, I don't think that was my I gave a, a form at um, Bridge Street Church, my minister, let me have it, you know, to try to get more um, protection on the street for the seniors, you know, for anyone that's out there, because we didn't have a lot. This is going back about 15 years now. And then I wanted the, some seniors, you know, like they want to go to the store, But maybe they don't want to get out there by themselves. Mm -hmm. So the 81st had agreed to where they would pick them up. But now this happens. A senior goes to bed. You know, a senior becomes like a baby. You put them to bed one way, they wake up another. So I say, okay, Wednesday. But then Wednesday coming around, I don't want to go. So why I got to go? You know what I mean? It's life. Mm -hmm. So you have to give, (laughs) to (laughs) give that to us. (laughs) <laughs> so, I've been blessed, you know, I've really been blessed. One of my girlfriends is 100 Friday. I have another one very close to, uh, she's 92. I'm like the youngest one out of a lot of them. <laughs> I'm the last one to, to uh, retire, too. They've all been out 25, 30 years, you know. I just kept working. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I have one son, beautiful, and daughter-in-law. I don't have any children. They're professionals, so, you know, that's their life. But other than that, and this is me? Is that history or not? That is. <laughs> that's too much history, right? No, fine. I mean, um, any um, connection with the library around? Or? No, no more than that's my original library right there on um, Macon and, and Syverson. That's mm-hmm. my library. I don't know, I would wonder if they still have, uh, on Thursdays, they used to have story hour. I don't know if they still do it. I, mean, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it's, and what happened to, we had truant officers. These were people that came around, if you didn't go to school, mm-hmm. what happened to them? We were scared to death. You know, I come out of the 50s, forget about it. We didn't do nothing. I mean, anything we did was so, and then the whole world knew about it, so you just didn't do nothing, you know. But what happened to the chewing offices? I think that would be so. These kids play hooky, and they're right in front of the school. They stay in the school yard. How could that be? We pay too much taxes for these schools to be like they are. And then another thing with the schools, Why is it that they have to have, when the kids go to school, they need all these different things like uh, toilet tissues and tissues? What is that? What is that about? You should see the list that they give them when they got to go to school. That's ridiculous. Why aren't they supplying these things for these children? Where are these taxes going? Because even though we're retired, the Social Security checks, they still have school taxes in them. Because at the end of the year, they allow you, they give you back that money. Mm -hmm. But you pay it all, it never stops. Mm -hmm. So, why are these parents, why do they have to have these things? Mm -hmm. We went to school, they gave us a list. I came home, I had to have, never mind covering books, because they don't even do that anymore, do they? (laughs) I don't think they have book covers anymore. Okay? Mm -hmm. They tell you how many book covers you need. This year, you know, we had our pencils and our. The list that they give these kids, these young mothers or young people when their children are going to school is unbelievable. So I don't know, I don't know, de Blasio says he's doing this, he's making affordable houses but nobody can afford to go in them. What affordable houses is he making? A lot in this neighborhood. Where are they at? They're not affordable. They're not affordable. You need two and three people. And now they want two people for a one-bedroom. That's how the list runs. That's ridiculous. But like I said, I've been in here, I've been here all my life, and uh, I'm fortunate to have been raised well and come from, you know, nice areas and background and whatnot. But there's a lot of us out here that need our help. And the seniors, they're like a forgotten set. And I don't know why, but the the older I get, the more I get into this, and I'm walking around in, oh, what do you mean? They don't have anything for them. They make their own way, you know. And if you retire with a pension and, um, you know, your Social Security check, which is nothing compared to today, forget about it. You can go homeless. You can just be, get broke because they don't have anything for you. And that's ridiculous. A fixed income is fixed. That means everything else goes except that. Whatever it is, it is. If you're getting $400 for pension and $600 for um, Social Security, that's, a th- that's it. It doesn't matter that it's going up to $1,400, $1,500. You get the same 1000 every month. They don't do nothing for them. When they get sick, they have to fight like the devil to get help. <coughs> but, <coughs> excuse me, which is very good, I'm glad if you had a substance abuse that you helped yourself. I'm proud of you if you were incarcerated and now you've gotten your life together. But they get everything. And the senior that was given their lives, they get nothing. <coughs> and I think there's something wrong with that picture. I don't say take from them and give us, I said, find out, find a way. Mm -hmm. So it's so nice talking to you. It's nice talking to you. They'll want want to book, they'll say, oh, (laughs) are you kidding me? (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening.